Thank you and welcome back to Race Industry Week 2023. Welcome back, George. And uh, we are going to be talking to Chris Stewart from uh, Grid Life. And the beauty of Race Industry Week is to cover every aspect and every facet of racing. And of course, professional racing like IndyCar, we just had a few uh, uh, minutes ago with Jeff Wright, but Grid Life is really at the essence of grassroots racing. And uh, what Chris has created with uh, with his series is absolutely incredible, you know, and, and building this new audience of uh, younger racer and and music and festival and and it's absolutely brilliant so chris is with us good afternoon chris hey how's it going guys got me good to see you, we yes. you. and cool. you know what chris is one that's been with us since the very first race industry week so thank yeah, you yeah always always an honor to be a part of it and and you know uh you know, really, really humbled to be like amongst all of the the guests that you guys have assembled. Thank you. Well, th thank you. You belong there. Thank yeah. you, Chris. Hey, Chris. So just uh, get us started. Of course, a quick introduction. Chris Stewart is you are the founder of Grid Life. Um, yeah. Give us give us for those of, of of those in the audience who may not be super familiar, just the quick rundown on what Grid Life is all about and in a follow-up question i want to talk a little bit about the evolution so just paint totally you would a picture for us of what 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 grid life is all about yeah so um i mean uh going back to kind of the start grid life was uh really conceptually like a mashup of all the things that i was really passionate about and, and really into so um and it was all formed in a, in a pretty organic way like aligning through uh hobbies friendships, community, and uh, also my professional career. So, um, you know, uh, the kind of origin stories is uh, I was into cars, into uh, Hondas in particular, kind of in the Fast and Furious era, uh, yeah. started to get into track racing. This is this is the early 2000s, like 2001, 2002, um, and um, having a little bit of a tough time, like finding a, a place to, to call home, right? So uh, not that there wasn't events, but there was certainly like a lot less events back then um, than there is now. Um, um, and uh, me and all my friends were getting into track racing. We found out you could rent a racetrack. We rented Gingerman Raceway on a Monday, uh, pulled all of our money together. Um, and then that was kind of the, uh, you know, the starter fuel for uh, for everything. So that was in 2004 uh, when we made uh, kind of our, a, in a Honda, it's called the West Michigan Honda Meet. I was living in Grand Rapids in the t at the time. Yep. Um, and uh, that event uh, just, uh, you know, we were in our 20s, um, you know, and just kind of that event like organically grew over you know, kind of the next 10 years uh, and and really forged this uh, kind of deep rooted community of younger, uh, you know, track day enthusiasts. Right. So people were, were starting to transition from show cars to, to street cars and, and getting into track stuff. And we were you know, kind of at the center of that in the Midwest, at least for the Honda community. Um, you know, fast forward 10 years, um, I'm uh, working in advertising. Uh, my background is I'm a creative director. So um, particularly like digital strategy and connected ecosystems and stuff like that. So like professionally, I'm thinking about, you know, how communities get together both digitally and physically, um, you know, and simultaneously, you know, while cars uh, were always a big hobby of mine, uh, music was a huge, uh, like a huge passion. So I'm a big uh 
uh, big deadhead, uh, big fish head, a lot of these like cult like musical experiences, a lot of music festivals. So, you know, in my free time, I still, uh, you know, go to a lot of uh, a lot of shows and, and, and a lot of different festival experiences. And then the process of just the way I was thinking about stuff um, uh, because of my career in advertising brought the genesis of like, hey, how do I get all of the disparate communities or all of my different friends that are in separate segments of of automotive culture? Uh, together to see what uh, being at the racetrack is all about. And that's where, where grid life kind of was forged, right? So um, effectively, it's like anything that's participatory uh, track uh, racing or track day or drifting is at, at the center of it. And then we build a bunch of ancillary experiences and kind of festivalize, um, you know, that uh you know, that uh, track day weekend um, so that uh, even those with just a little bit of car curiosity can basically not get bored and find something to do. Um, So that was the genesis and kind of the original intention of grid life since uh, we're going into our 11th season. And it's, I don't know, it's wild to think about like the evolution, um, you know, and, and where we started and, and where we're at now and just the things that we're talking about and, and how far ahead we're like thinking and, um, you know, any like type of goals that we set in that first, uh, you know, inaugural year, we've like blown past them, uh, you know, and they're kind of like, uh, not, not quite in space a little bit, but there's just a lot of different roads ahead of us, you know, yeah. in regards to what we've be able, been able to build. So from what I, so you haven't announced your, your 2024 schedule yet, but 2023, I think was your biggest year with 12 events. Correct. Which, yep. is, which is a huge step up from what 2017, 2018, you only had yep. three events. Yep. Yeah. So we, we, yeah, like, uh, I think we, with like kind of like ancillary events, like other little small, like what we call special events, I think it was 14 in total last year. Um, but um, I think that we kind of like found, found the edge for sure uh, in regards to what, um, you know, what's uh, feasible and comfortable, uh, you know, last year, but it's, we've just gotten so many um really great opportunities and there's so many individuals like even i just saw something pop up in the chat like grid life coming to florida you know so there's so many of these like opportunities to um uh you know kind of start to build communities and 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 you know like i think we're we're getting we're getting better and getting pretty good at like you know kind of hedging our bets into in regards to like where we go and what we do. Um, so the, the 2024 schedule, uh, we have a, at a PRI and, you know, just a little over a week and a half, we do uh, a conference on Friday called the state of the grid, where we gather up all the drivers that happen to be there and kind of anyone that's in our community that, that, uh, you know, is at PRI or anyone that wants to join the community. Um, and then we kind of run through uh, everything that happened the previous year, kind of the intentions of the series and things that we're thinking about and really just kind of open the book in regards to like where we're headed. And then we're we're going to be announcing our schedule um, at PRI on that Friday. Cool. So so what, one of the things that I that I see is how the series has sort of evolved and the layers definitely. that you've added you know, you've gone from time attack, drift, car show music, to now even some events have some door-to-door racing completely. So was that evolution sort of, again, you mentioned the term organic earlier, was that evolution organic or have you always been with an eye to building this plan of adding more layers of of competitive environment into the grid life uh, theme? 
I mean, I think everything that we do, we try to make community driven, right? So like, while uh, we are a business and sustainability is, is really important, um, sustainability is like kind of the the key word and then and then community fulfillment is like the other one right so like um you know like so so all of the things that we've done we do have the the luxury uh i mean i guess that's like shrinking a little bit as the as the uh as the events get m more frequent and the team gets a little bigger to that we're a little bit slower boat um you know mm -hmm. in regards to like being able to try stuff and throw things and uh, at the wall and see what sticks um you know but we we still do have the luxury to kind of be like i wonder Hey, here's an idea. Let's like beta this. Let's like start to roll it out. Let's talk to the community and see if this is something that they're looking for. Um, you know, but but yeah, we started. Um, I mean, and again, going all the way back to our origins, you know, we were a track day organization. Um, you know, kind of focused on providing um, a full kind of weekend experience for that younger demographic, right? And then when we added competition, the first the first time we did a couple of time attacks before the first year of grid life in 2014. But then that's when the competition piece came into play. And, um, you know, like time attack kind of grew to this point. And then we had just kind of built a community where we had uh, a bunch of, you know, wheel to wheel racers or individuals who are racing another series or people who had a desire to, to kind of jump into that. And then Adam, uh, the other co-founder. Uh, so my partner in all of this, uh, he's a, uh, you know, long time wheel to wheel racer. So that's like really his passion. And that's where, where the GLTC rule, rule set came, came into play. And we did our first wheel to wheel uh, race in 2019, but we also worked on it for three years, you know, like yeah. we really like, were careful and calculated and, and, you know, uh, did a lot of surveying and talked to a lot of individuals. Cause it's, uh, it's usually our philosophy. Um, if we can't bring anything unique or have a really, uh, kind of unique twist on, on something, then, um, we try not to do it, you know, or like we don't, we don't pursue it that heavily. Cause I think overall the philosophy of what we're doing is trying to kind of build an oven and bake more pies. So, you know, there's no, there's no need for us to kind of rinse and repeat, uh, or copy or clone, you know, exactly what other, other, you know, people are doing because we want everyone in the industry to succeed. So that's usually our, our approach. Right. And as far as the wheel, to wheel stuff, that's, that's easily our, um, you know, kind of marquee series now. Um, hmm. You know, we had, uh, um, it was at, uh, we have kind of two different types of events that we did. We started this like strategic model of what we call the festival tour, which are where we kind of bring everything, right? We like bring, we bring all the ingredients and we try and make the best soup that we can. Um, and we did six of those events last year. Um, and then we have uh, some other events, which we're calling club weekends, which are just a little bit more of like a, um, you know, kind of a club race weekend plus, right? So it still has some mm -hmm. additional ancillary stuff, but it's really focused on the driving experience. And a little bit more focused on kind of a, a tighter, smaller community. Like those are kind of the seeds. And then you, you know, it's not, a, it's not necessarily a traditional ladder system. Like anyone can run at any event, but the, the festivals, you know, uh, speaking of like Gingerman, that's, that's 21,000 people there. Wow. You know, it, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a hard, you know, like if you're a beginner track day student, that's a pretty hard environment to like be a beginner in. So we've like, you know, kind of sunset some of that stuff and really getting into refining these experiences so that they're more repeatable and more places and more consistent and then easier for, you know, kind of the team to manage so that we can bring, you know, some of these club weekends and, and some of this other stuff to, uh, you know, communities that we and, and areas and regions that we're not serving, um, you know, and just trying to kind of build the, the foundation for for that kind of push forward. One of the things that that has grown, I think, this year is this 
this move to what I would call sort of the more legacy road circuits, Lime Rock, yes, Park, yes. Watkins yes. Glen, Circuit of the Americas isn't quite as old as those, but it is certainly, you know, the the one of the pinnacle road racing facilities in the U.S. Laguna Seca, you guys just completed an event a few weeks ago there. Yep. Is, is the move to these venues signify, and I don't even know if you like to use the term, but does it signify a quote unquote legitimacy of what grid life is doing? Or is it is it just you need better venues to do events or is it maybe a little bit of both? It's kind of a little bit of both. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's probably been like the biggest, uh, right. Like quantity of events is, is one thing, you know, that's a, that's a push. Um, you know, the quality and the amount of like details that we put into the experience is like another, that's a little bit like harder to promote or show, you know, mm -hmm. like, Hey, we got a really great parking team and, and the experience is smooth. Like you're not going to put that on a flyer, yeah. you know, or, or whatever the case may but be, it, but, but it matters. It matters. It does matter. Right. Like, so it, it, ma it matters. It matters a ton. Um, yeah. And I think the, the move to kind of these more legacy venues, I mean, really, if you like, if you think about those uh, like the venues, the uh, road, like, uh, you know, road courses in North America that really have gravity, are you know you can count on both hands you're right and there's a lot of really great road courses but ones that you you know like laguna seca or a lime rock park or a road atlanta or a road america or watkins glen you know um you know there's only like kind of a few of those and they all are on everybody's bucket lists you know kind of tracks and i think um it really was again like an organic um kind of move towards you know these these types of facilities based off of um just kind of being true to the vision and building like a real like a real authentic community that that the opportunities have kind of presented themselves to us right like in in those regards right where like you know with laguna i mean we had some conversations with them pre-pandemic that that got pretty far but um you know it's um yeah, like when we've been carefully, I'll, I'll use Laguna as a specific example of like how that came to be and why, you know, like that, uh, we've been looking at California and kind of the West Coast, we're based out of Chicago, right? So we're very Midwest, right? And California is is very far away, it might as well be another world, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, our, our community and, and, and um, you know, uh, our operations and all that stuff. But, we've but been, I, I would just sort of hold you up just real quickly there yeah. to say, but I would think that California would have a great culture of car culture definitely aligns really specifically with grid life 100 and it does i think the, the thing that we've been um like juggling with is like how to harness it right there's also like a lot of distraction and there's a lot of things going on and a lot of great promoters and series and events and and it's never our intention to kind of kick the door in and be like haha come to this you know yeah. like we really want to like see what people are doing and and be like the conduit that like merges the different communities together and kind of becomes um you know a little bit uh of a neutral player that like adds to you know those communities versus like trying to borrow or or or, or make people make decisions about like you know what what side they're on or, or who they who they drive with or, or what event they go to so um you know that was really like uh kind of our our watchful eye is like trying to make friends and talk to people and see what the community needed and where they wanted to go and and if we're thinking about like a, a venues and and tracks in california that really make impact and and something that we're going to put a flag in like laguna seca is really you know be laguna seca or, or sonoma you know yeah, totally. are, are kind of are kind of the only two you know that that also have infrastructure and and that type of stuff so that you when you come to the event it feels like 
wow, I'm, I've, I've arrived somewhere. And I think, you know, I, I really accredit like, um, Dickie and Steve and, and, and the team over at Lime Rock, uh, for kind of opening a bunch of doors for us. So like we, uh, got introduced to those, uh, to, um, to skip and the whole team over at Lime Rock through, um, Michael Hershen from FTP Euro, who was one of our yeah. partners. So it's like kind of the community, like clicking together and, um, you know, Lime Rock was really like, um, they like saw the vision for what we were doing. Um, and, um, you know, really was like kind of the success of the event that we uh, put together at that uh, venue. And then we did some surveys like kind of on the out. And I think 60% of the audience that had come to that event had never been to Lime Rock Park. Right. And, and then and then Laguna Seca was the same the same story this year, where um, we're not the biggest event by by any means, but we are, you know, pretty decently sized, uh, you know, sized and, and growing every year. But I think what we're what we're doing is uh, bringing a lot of new people to these, you know, incredible venues um, that haven't been there, or haven't had a reason or, or haven't, you know, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say like felt welcome, but just haven't had like yeah. you know, anything bringing them there, you know, and I think that's that's what really like it was that bit of information, I think, that, um, you know, has really helped um you know, have these conversations with, uh, you know, uh, a lot of these, you know, more legacy tracks. And then also they, they've all become like really good partners. So I think the things that we're like looking for at this, at this point in, you know, kind of the, the maturity of the series, you know, when we started in 2014, you know, um, we were just kind of renting tracks, you know, and like, there wasn't, you know, we didn't have like an established model or an audience or, or anything like that. So, you know, we didn't have a ton of support inherently from the facilities that we that we went to and now almost everything on that festival tour you know like all of those venues are like true partners um and yeah, right. and invested in kind of the, the vision of what we're trying to do which which i i mean especially when you get to a certain scale like uh, that's so uh, immensely helpful and and makes the you know experience as a producer um so much easier <laughs> Yeah, I, I can I can attest to the fact that in my my day job when I'm not doing these e-part trade uh, industry race week interviews is also a creative director with with our racer agency in both Laguna yeah. Seca and Lime Rock, our clients of ours, and I I can attest that they were thrilled to be working with with Grid Life, and I think that um, probably a lot of these legacy tracks are looking for more things like Grid Life because they they are looking for ways to bring a, a different audience to their venues yeah or at least like a, i mean there's there's automotive enthusiasts that are out there i think the you know there's there's kind of this life cycle for you know individuals that are that get into cars right they start they get a car they like they start sticking stuff on it they start building it you know they kind of go in one of a few different directions you know in regards to like what niche or what or what click they they roll into and they either like keep going um, you know, with that passion and like carry it with them for the, for the rest of their, you know, like, and, and go deeper and then carry it with them for forever. Or they kind of just fall into like, Hey, general car person, generally yeah. into cars, you know? And I think it's yeah. our, our intention, you know, at least like, um, you know, our Midwest events, kind of the model, like when we book music, we're like, we're very clear that this is a music festival with an automotive theme, but we're like looking at artists that are going to bring effectively 23 year olds to a racetrack. Right. And then if we can, eat, if we can grab curiosity from any one of those and turn car, you know, those that are car curious into car enthusiasts, then, you know, then that's, that's a win, especially yeah. around racing, you know, and motorsports specifically. Yeah. 
I, I think that you open up sort of two threads that I wanted to explore with you. There's there, there's probably a lot of crossover in this question, but one of the things is that grid life is very much a, a lifestyle event. Even though there are now more and more competitive elements, I think that it's still at its core is a lifestyle event. And so you have now, you know, points for time attack and points for various entities. But I know that one of the things that you guys want to do is get rid of a lot of the barriers to entry in terms of uh, where a lot of legacy motorsports has come up against problems is that the more cars that are involved, the more classes there are, the more rules there are, the more complicated and expensive it tends to get. Yep. And that creates a lot of friction uh, for people even who are interested in getting involved in motorsports, but then they're just, they open up a rule book or they open up an entry form and they're, they're at a loss. Yeah. So, so you guys, I think have worked hard to mitigate to the extent that you can against a lot of that, those layers of complexity that traditional motorsports is, has um, just over time has just added more layers yeah. to, to their puzzle. Yep. The, the other side of this sort of the same question is that in traditional motorsports, there is a lot of fretting about the general aging of the audience and the lack of getting newer participants, younger generations, even just, I, I think that there's just a general conversation about do young people even want to drive anymore? Yeah. And, and so I really curious about your take on it because you are reaching that audience you are proving that that audience exists so where where do you think that grid life is succeeding where maybe some other forms of motorsport are are, are struggling to gain traction with a, 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 a an audience that is you said car curious as an example it's there's an audience that loves cars but maybe doesn't love them in the traditional way that some previous generations have grown up with yeah um no i mean i think um in regards to like uh you know like kind of the first the first part of that question um you know complexity of of entry and and complexity of motorsports that's become a definitely a struggle as we've as we've gotten more mature right so like right. the competition's getting significantly more intense yeah. um you know and the builds are getting more um you know, higher dollar amounts, you know, um, it's sort of the nature of the beast, right? Yeah. Like somebody yeah. goes fast. Oh, I'm going to go faster. So yep. now you've brought in more complexity into the deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I think with time attack in particular, you know, like that rule set, um, we, uh, you know, we share, um, you know, efforts with, uh, Jason over at global time attack and, and also Hayward from the SCCA, we talk relatively frequently about kind of our different efforts and, and what we're doing and kind of the time trial time attack, um, North American time attack space. So I think it's our goal to kind of be somewhat, you know, not do the same thing, but be somewhat complimentary, you know, in regards to like how that stuff uh, plays out. I mean, our rule sets, we've got seven classes and that's all we'll ever have. And we evolve those classes uh, for, um, you know, subtly, but intentionally, you know, to, um, you know, kind of stay current with the way that we think people interact with their vehicles and the be yeah. like how they want to build them. Right. And like, um, it's not uh it's it's specific enough to breed pretty pretty tight competition um and pretty decent parity amongst those that are at the pointy end um but also open enough that like you can you can come and 
still run the car that you want and there's a place that you fit. I think in in regards to rules aside, right, rules are always going to have some complexity and some, um, you know, they're going to get layered as you try to balance out stuff and build parity and all those types of things. I think the really important thing in all of that effort is like keeping the community and the intention and the, um, you know, spirit of the competition and, and really protecting that. You know, yeah. so like uh, when when things swing too far one way or the other, um, you know, then uh, egos and energy and that type of toxicity can get in and then it gets like more more compl complicated. Right. Like we're not going to try to be everything to everyone because there's plenty of other great places that can be what you need. Right. Um, if we can be that gateway and somebody can go and like our GLTC class, for example, like we may uh, at some point in the future, you know, next five years, like have some offshoot of GLTC that is, you know, a different power to weight ratio or a different type of car. But right now, like that's what we do, right? Like we, if this is the rule set and if you want to, if you want to build, you can, you know, like this is what we do. And I think uh, uh, the the goal is that like, if, you know, we build something that people want to stay in because it's the community they're, they're a part of, but it also like, if we can get them in, and then they 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 hang out with us and then discover something else that's great too you know that like keeps them into the community though if the if their friends are there and the people that are there uh, that they want to be with they're always going to come back you know and they're always going to kind of be in it whether they're driving or not you know yeah. so i think that's the like you know the overall goal i think um you know with time attack in particular like i i always talk about our our entry level series is called sunday cup so sunday mm -hmm. cup it was also another organic growth um you know rule set like it came out of just the uh, behaviors of our community so it's based off of it's a, effectively a kind of be kind of like b spec you know structured that way but the way that it came to be is that a bunch of our instructors uh around 2015 2016 they're like track cars are broken so they started bringing in their daily drivers and instructing and driving in their daily drivers a lot of them happen to drive honda fits so we built an entire series you know and a, and a whole rule set around um you know these these uh you know stock honda fits effectively and there's other there's other types of cars that come into it but it's intended to be you know, you can almost look at it from like a price point and be like, all right, you can get a car for 12 grand and you can run the series for 2,500. And if you, if you want to start there, it's a great place to start. Or if you like credit card race yourself to death and you still want to be here, you can fall down into that. And the competition's really good. So it's like, it's trying to build like kind of this cyclical ecosystem that just keeps the community vibrant and keeps people in, you know, like I, I mentioned this sometimes where like we produce racing events and motorsports events, but really what we, what we produce is community and, and like kind of that energy and whatever the community needs is what we'll do, you know, like yeah. 50 years from now, if we're going to do like automated, you know, hovercraft bubble racing, if, because that's what the community needs or that's what they want, then that's, you know, we have the ability to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And then I didn't, I didn't get to the second part of the question <laughs> running short on time, but um, yeah, I mean, I think in, in short, you know, like what, what we've been trying to do is just really, really build, um, you know, a community that's focused around kind of this younger demographic and then be as open to bring them in, whether it's getting to the racetrack to see what, you know, participatory motorsports is or pro motorsports or, or, or whatever. Um, and just, just try and like catch those sparks so that we can start a fire. 
Very cool. Well, we'll look forward to your announcement at PRI on the on the 24 schedule and, and any other big news that you guys have coming. But congratulations on on what you've achieved so far, because I, I do think it, it, I've never been directly involved with you guys at Good Life, only in the peripheral. But I think that what you're doing is fantastic. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And again, appreciate being a part of this, uh, you know, every year. Always look forward to it. Registering on ePartrade is easy. To start, click on the Join for Free button on the homepage. First, search your company to see if it's already in our database. If you see your company on the list, click on it to select it. Then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact. Or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a New Company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose Register a New Company, you'll need to choose your business type. Select Supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose Racing Business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose Race Team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.